comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm a very hungover Jordan from Jersey, joined this week by Dave. How are you, Dave? I'm good. I'm a little less hungover than you are right now, so life's good. So this is what we call in the podcasting business, um, which isn't really a business because we don't make any money off of it, but what we call it in the podcasting business a evergreen episode. So what that means is that we're recording this, I think it's October 26th, is that yes. right? This might not come out for months. Who knows? It's not like it's tied to any specific time or event or place, we can put this one out whenever, and so wouldn't normally date it except for it. We were just at a Halloween party last night, Dave and I, and um, that's why we sound so under the weather. (laughs) So tonight, we're going to talk about something that, because Pierce is not here, because Pierce has no real knowledge of it, and so because Dave was coming over earlier than Pierce, I was like, oh, we can just do this, and that's Boy Scouts. Dave and I were on Boy Scouts together, and we had mentioned that in Pod Lang Zine episode, (laughs) but we didn't really go into it too much. You were in Cub Scouts, right? No, I was in or Boy something? Scouts. No, that was John? That was John, yeah. Okay, so I, I was not in Boys, or in Cub Scouts or Weeblows or anything. I just started with Boy Scouts, I guess, as soon as whatever the age was normal for that, 11 or something. Yeah. Um, and you were there from the beginning, right? Um, I think I joined about six months after you did. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was mostly, uh, aside from John, who I knew, kind of, I mean, I, I didn't know him as well as I do, like, now, but um, he was, like, the one person I knew, and everybody else there was new to me, so I knew I met you around that time, but, like, remember, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been, like, oh, there's Dave and John, and everybody else I don't know. You would have been another person I hadn't met before, really, who I was getting to know. Well, I think we had met in, like, our school group before that, but... that you had what group? Um, I don't remember. I don't think we were ever in anything before that. Maybe we weren't. Well, I guess we weren't. No, but I think those six months in between where you and John joined and me joining a little bit later, I'm, I was supposed to have started with you guys, but it took about six months of convincing from my parents to uh, take part in that forced social interaction. <laughs> and that's why I think I joined a little bit later. I think it's possible we actually met at Spanish, which would have been like right around the same time that was mm-hmm. taught and taught in big quotation marks by Kyle's sister. Yeah. Okay, so it's possible the Boy Scouts was a very close second. But it would have been right around the same time. Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know your thoughts on the outdoors. My thoughts on the outdoors are pretty well on the record, but for anybody who doesn't know, I can't stand them. I really hate the outdoors. I hate camping worse than most things in life, and just a lot of things I don't like. So camping is way at the top of the list of things that I can't stand. I'm not a fan of teenage boys in general, even when I was one, and... Yeah, Boy Scouts was not something I enjoyed. There were things in it that I had a great time with. Few and far between, but noteworthy. And there's a lot of funny stories we have and a lot of memories we have. But I would not say I enjoyed my time in the Boy Scouts. What about you? Well, I actually do enjoy the outdoors. Um, It has to be paired with somebody that actually has a general idea of what they're doing out there which our troop was pretty much devoid of everybody 
that had an idea of what they were doing, except possibly our scoutmaster. Yeah, I mean, he he had a pretty good idea. My, I mean, my dad would help out with things when we went camping, and he knows what he's doing. Um, he's a big camping guy. Kyle's dad didn't really. No. I, I mean, I would, not to disparage him, I just didn't get the impression that he was like had been camping a bunch of times. Well, Did so John's dad ever come out with us camping? I think once, but I don't remember seeing him that much. <laughs> I, think I, mean, he, I, I think he slept in the tent most of the time. I mean, I've been camping with John's family, so whether or not it had, was there or another time, I don't remember. Um, and he's, again, not a person I really think of when it comes to camping, but he's a, he's a smart guy. He's a pilot, I mean. I enjoy the outdoors. I just... I don't enjoy the outdoors with structure. I mean, like, oh, hey, we've got to go to the lake at this time. We've got to go to the lake. At, we've got to come back here and go on a hike at this time. I think that's what really killed it for me. Is like, I like to go camping, but I like to go camping and be relaxed about going camping. I like to sit around the fire for a long time. I like to go, you know, like hang out at the lake or at the river for like a couple hours on it and not really have a general agenda. And Boy Scouts, there was always something to do. We were always going somewhere with the purpose of doing X. And well, which is interesting because normally we don't say last names, but I think we can... Our Scott Master, should we just call him Bill? For, yeah. Okay, so, okay. I was going to say we'll call him by his last name since it's so removed, but um, for his privacy, uh, Bill. Very nice guy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I probably didn't love him when I was that age, but I think now I would probably get along with him really well. I mean, he, yeah. he was a laid-back dude for the most part. Until you you pushed him too far, which not us, but some other people in the troop managed to do on multiple occasions. I would not say he was like a super structured person. Not that he was like disorganized or anything, but in terms of our meetings, they weren't super structured. Like it's, okay, let's do this for half an hour, let's do this for 45 minutes. But the trips were very, very specifically structured. Yeah. He would give some wiggle room. Like there'd be times where we went to Niagara Falls. Yeah. And... Half the group, half the troop would do X, and the other half the troop didn't want to, so they did something else. It wasn't like it was like, we are doing this, but yeah. when we were doing something, we had a very, you know, it's going to take us 45 minutes to get from point A to point B. At that point, we'll get here, and we will do that, and then we will be there for half an hour. We will return 45 minutes back. Yeah. Um, it was very structured. I hadn't really thought about that, but it's yeah. true. So we had meetings. Oh, how long were we in the troop? Did I leave first, or did you? I think we both stopped going, like, right about the same time, to be honest. Yeah, oh, definitely. I just couldn't remember if there was, like, a, a slight stack. I think you left first, because I know after you had left, they made me senior patrol leader, which my okay. reign lasted for all of about a month and a half, and then I just got bored and didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I was, um, I was elected senior patrol leader. John was my assistant patrol leader, I believe. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, I was. I think I left when I was about 15, so I would have been in there in Boy Scouts for about four years, 11 to 15. I left for, for all the reasons I've already made clear. I hate camping. I don't like dealing with other teenage boys, all that kind of stuff. It was just... I didn't enjoy anything in it except for the few things here and there that I did, but it wasn't worth it for me. Like, I'm not, like, an anti-Boy Scout person. Um, we could get into their policies, but that wasn't really anything that ever affected us. No. Um, our troop was very laid back on that kind of thing. So I didn't even know about that until long after I'd left the Boy Scouts, but it is an unfortunate thing about them. That's a completely different issue. We're talking about things that we remember from Scouts. So we met at two different places over the four years where I was in there. First, we were at a community center in a town right by where Pierce lives. Medford. We were there for, what, two years? A year, two years? Uh, I don't remember. I was only in there... I only met at the community center a handful of times, then we switched over to the... So maybe it was only a year then, or six months or something. And that was because... Chris, who was our scoutmaster's son, yeah, his mother was the curator at the community center, or the something I she was, yeah, the caretaker, the caretaker or something. or something. So we met there. 
eventually she left that job. So we then met at, I guess, my parents' church for the longest time. Yeah. Our meetings were Monday nights. Does that sound right? Or Wednesday nights? I think they were Tuesday nights. Tuesdays? Yeah, I don't remember. That's not important. Yeah. Um, but it was a couple hours, two, three hours. Again, not super structured. We weren't like a very proficient Boy Scout troop. We were just kind of more, we're going to do whatever. We're going to learn to start. I mean, we, we learned things, but not like you see Boy Scouts on TV or Boy Scouts. Like any other troop I've ever interacted with. No, we don't. It was we much don't. more military inspired, and we were much more... Beetle Bailey inspired. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely like the bad news bears of. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, okay. Like that time we went to Tokyo. Yes, no, exactly. Uh, that would be cool. But we definitely weren't the quintessential Boy Scouts helping little old ladies across streets, selling selling popcorn and earning merit badges for how much popcorn we sold. Whenever the time came to sell stuff, everybody we, we did sell popcorn. Huh? We did sell popcorn, but begrudgingly. Yeah. Oh yeah. We hated it. I mean, because it it's really expensive popcorn. It tastes really good, but. But nobody wants to buy a box of popcorn for $30. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly. And so those were our regular meetings, once a week for three hours, and then once or twice a year we'd go camping. Yeah. Scoutmaster Bill, he had a camp, not a camp, but he had a farm that I guess he had inherited from his dad, who I can't imagine is still alive because he seemed like he was moments away from dying every time we ever met him. But not to make fun of him, he was just a really super old guy on oxygen and all that kind of stuff. Nice, just... Very feeble. So there's this farm up in upstate New York, and we went there three, four, or five times. Yeah. I think the first time we went was actually winter, and we didn't even go to that farm. I wasn't there for the winter time. I remember we went up... Yeah, because I remember you told me that it was snowing one time when you guys got oh, up there. Oh, there was... We went to... Um, what was the town? Ithaca. Ithaca was not where we were staying, but we went there and during that trip. And there was like three, four feet of snow on the ground. Like crazy upstate New York snow that you read about kind of snow. Yeah. Um, luckily, they're very good with keeping the roads clear and stuff, to my my memory. But we went to, like, the Ithaca Gun Factory. Well, that sounds cool. Which which cool. Uh, we got to, like, go behind the scenes and see, see them, like, drilling rifle barrels and stuff and with water and however they do it. So I guess maybe it was shotgun if they were doing it with water because uh, you got to get the rifling in there. Unless they do that later. I don't know. But we went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, that was a different trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was what I was on. We went to Cooperstown for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And some weird giant stone man in the ground. Oh, the Cardiff Giant, I yes. believe, is what that is, the name of it. It was a practical joke to, if I'm down, granted, this is me remembering back literally over ten years ago now, um, two brothers who made this giant stone body, human-ish looking body, but it was like ten feet tall or fifteen feet tall, and they buried it in a field and then waited like five or ten years, and then they had they either sold the the land, or they staged it so that it was, you gotta come see what we just dug up out of the ground, it's crazy, and it was the Cardiff Giant, and mm. so yeah, we, I forgot about that, I had a postcard of that on my wall for a while, <laughs> but yeah, we went to, um, Cooperstown, we went to, what was the name of the university we went to? We went to a university, I don't remember going to the university. The cow with the hole cut in its side. Coriel. Coriel, yeah, we went to Coriel University for their open house. Editor's note, nope, Coriel is a local science fair that's kind of big in this area. We went to Cornell University's open house. 
And they have, so yeah, they have a, a, a full-grown cow that has basically a window cut into its su- into its side, so you can see into one of its stomachs. I don't know if it was one, two, three, or four, but so you could see that they had their little museum of oddities, snakes with two heads and such, and horse skeletons, which isn't only odd, it's just not something you see every day unless you work in the horse skeleton um, field. Or, taxi- or if you're a taxidermist. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I, I haven't put a lot a of... A large animal there. taxidermist. Yes, yeah, very large. So those were kind of the the weirder trips we took were the the snow one, the one to Coriel, the one to Cooperstown. Um, and I'm not. Are you a baseball fan? I'm a baseball fan. Yeah. Not, okay. Not enough so much to go to a museum of baseball. Baseball itself is pretty boring to watch unless you're at the game, and it's even more boring when you're going into a room full of signs depicting what happened at this game you weren't at. So. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't exactly that much fun, that fun of an experience. Yeah, see, I'm I'm incredibly bored by baseball. I played it for years, but I, I never even liked it when I played it. Uh, let alone watching someone else play it on television or in real life. That just baseball is too slow for me. But so that trip did nothing for me. But then before we get into the camping, camping, the other trip which we mentioned was Niagara Falls, which was notable not just because it's Niagara Falls, but we went up we went into Canada. On September 9th, 2001, which happened to be my birthday, but it meant we were in that area during September 11th. Now, I mean, we had come, we were already back in the States, thankfully, um, when it all went down, because it was part of a camp. So we went up and camped for like a week. Yeah. But in the middle of that week, for like three days or two days or whatever it was, we went up to... Well, it was only, no, it was only one day, because we, we came back the same day. Did we come back the same day? Yeah. But it's also kind of noteworthy, because I mean, like, you know, you think about it, we were up there like the last time... That you didn't need a passport to go into Canada. That's true, yeah. You didn't need... There was almost no security. You drove through and said, hey, I'm going to see Niagara Falls. And then you came back. And they're like, don't go over in a barrel because we don't approve of that. Yeah. (laughs) You get a stern talking to. (laughs) Yeah, and then two days later, they shut down the borders for, oh, I don't know, months. Mm -hmm. Couldn't imagine what it'd be like if we decided to go up there on September 11th. We wouldn't have gotten home for a while. Oh yeah, but I don't remember our, our parent, or our, not all of our parents, because like my dad was there, but like our everybody's moms were calling up and being like, "Are you are you guys okay? Because you're in New York. Yeah, we're in New York, but New York's a big state, and we're on the other side of it. Yeah, you know, we're closer to Canada than we are to New York City. I think we're fine. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, nobody's attacking Canada. It's Canada. Now I can only speak for myself, but I didn't know what the World Trade Center was at the time. Now I would have been 14. I would have literally just turned 14 two days earlier. Now, Twin Towers meant something to me. World Trade Center didn't. So when they're saying the World Trade Center, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It wasn't until we got to a rest stop like four hours into that day yeah. that I saw it on TV and I was like, oh, the Twin Towers, you mean? Like, which is just kind of a weird anecdote, but... Well, we didn't even know that it was like a terrorist attack until we got down to the rest stop because all they were broadcasting on the radio when we were driving down there is that a plane and crashed into the Twin Towers. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't remember much of the radio broadcast. I remember that that first rest stop television shot, because that was kind of crazy. I just remember it because I'm very insensitive and selfish, and I wanted to listen to music, and nobody would let me listen to it. Oh, me too. They're like, but, uh, it was more just because I was... I don't know if it was because we were insensitive, but more because we did not fully understand the gravity of the situation. I, I know I didn't. I understood it, but my whole thinking is, okay, we understand what happened, the building's not going to put itself back together. Let's listen to something else and get our minds off of it. I think it was also more that just our dads didn't want to hear any of our music because we yeah. already forced them to listen to too much of it on the trip. But so let's let's turn to theoretically happier or at least less universally awful things. Yeah. Uh, so just regular camping trips. 
we went up to that farm a lot, like we four did, or five yeah. times over those years, um, including that Niagara Falls trip. But for trips where we just were there the whole time, I was thinking about this earlier today. Do you remember how I used to melt plastic? Yes. So I don't know that I would be considered a pyromaniac, but certainly when I was a 14-year-old boy, I was a pyromaniac as much as any other 14-year-old boy is. And I would take our plastic silverware, and we had a fire in the center of camp because you used it to cook and all these things, and you don't want to put it out because we're terrible at making fires. We were a, the Bad News Bears Boy Scout troops, as you said. So I would take the, the plasticware, forks, knives, and spoons, and I don't know, remember if I had gloves or some way to hold it so I didn't get burned, but I would basically melt it, and then I dug a little hole, and I was dripping plastic into the hole in the ground to make it like <laughs> a paperweight or something, I don't know. But I did this for days. I don't remember this part. Yeah, it was... Even looking back, I'm like, that was weird. I do remember the time that we were clamping up there, because we were sharing a tent together, which we did almost every time we were up there, and you decided to cook a marshmallow over a tin can, <laughs> Okay, and so we're hanging out the tent almost the entire night, puking. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't remember how sick I got. I remember being sick, but... Yeah, it was more that someone had thrown a soda can into the fire where yeah. we were cooking our marshmallows, and I went, oh, that's cool, the fire's a different color, it was green, I think, because it was a Sprite can or whatever. So I cooked a marshmallow in that general vicinity, and yes, got very sick the the next, that, that night. I didn't remember you were in my tent that night. Yeah. The one person I remember sharing a tent with who wasn't you, and only happened once, was Tim. And I only remember that because that was kind of the nail in the coffin of proving that I was allergic to cats because I woke up with my face swollen shut, more or less. I don't think I was um, on this trip. And that was because he owned a cat, and it wasn't even an inside cat, it was an outside cat, but some of its dander or whatever was on his sleeping bag or his clothing or whatever, and yeah, I woke up with my eyes just about swollen shut, and we'd already kind of been suspecting that I was allergic to cats, but that was kind of the... Uh, the nail in the coffin of, oh yeah, we need to get you an EpiPen so you don't die. Good times camping at the Boy Scouts. I mean, we did do some fun things there. We did get to shoot off a lot of guns, and that was a lot of fun. Did you get both your rifle and shotgun merit badges? I never got a merit badge for it. I just knew we got to shoot, like, the fifty cal black powder rifle. Yeah, and yeah. I really love shooting skeet. The actual... Clay s- pigeons. Yeah, the actual, like, clay pigeons, not the slang term, because that's... Well, <laughs> different. Yeah, that's um, different. That's a, that's a whole different story. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, we had, we had a lot. Of, I got both my merit badges, shotgun and, and rifle, doing that. But I was I always enjoyed that. I'm a pretty decent shot, and yeah. um, I enjoyed I haven't fired a gun in years, but that was a lot of fun. Snipe hunting. That was a lot of fun when you had people out there looking for the snipes. Yeah, I don't It was always kind of a weird thing because, like, our scoutmaster, I think, screwed up the idea of snipe hunting in that his version was different from every other version that I've ever heard of. And so, even back then, we were smart enough to start Googling it and to be like, so what are we doing now exactly? And, like, his version of Snipe was that it was a, a rodent? Yeah. Where Snipe are actually birds. They are. We were very confused the whole time, and I don't think the prank worked so much, but it was still fun. Yeah. And it was more fun, like, the next year when we had younger kids and, like, we were the ones behind it and setting him around. Um, looking for Skype. Snipe. Yeah, looking for Skype. Looking for Snipe. Yeah, that was that was fun. Except I'm pretty sure I googled it before we went on the trip. That that one one year, I think it was the September trip in 2001. I googled snipe because I think it was my first time. They said we're going to go snipe, and I was like, cool. I want to know I'm going to hunt. So I googled like snipe hunting, and they showed a picture of a small bird and people shooting it. 
It's like, oh, awesome. We're going to go out into a field with some guns. We're going to shoot for some birds. And then I get up there, and the Scoutmaster hands me a stick and goes and tells me to whack the bush and scare the snipe out of there. In the middle of the night, mind you, I'm like... I think we had, like, pillowcases, right? Like, we were yeah, trying to, like... Like, we were trying to catch them. My only thought is, these are birds. How am I going to be able to do anything with a stick? They're going to start flying away, and once they're past arm's length, I'm out of luck. Now, speaking of birds, didn't they have, like, big pileated woodpeckers out there? Like, four-foot-tall woodpeckers? I don't know. I've never seen a woodpecker out there. I've actually never... I, I remember hearing about them being up there. That might be another snipe story. <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure somebody saw one, and we looked it up, and it was like, yeah, they can... And it's not like the whole body is that long, but I think if you, like, include the tail feathers and the head yeah. feathers, these are big woodpeckers that live up in that area. It's pretty cool. I remember the outhouse. <laughs> yeah, the outhouse was like an old... Not a propane tank, was it? I, I think it was half a propane tank stuck in the ground. But, like, a big one. Like, an yeah. industrial, like... I don't even know how many liquid gallons that would be, but not like the one, uh, one you might see outside of a house. This would be one that would be buried. Yeah. But they had unburied it. They had dug it up. Took out all the propane stuff, put it on its. I guess maybe they chopped off one end and then put it on that side. Mm. Built in a door, and so it was almost like a military bunker outhouse. It's like you're taking a dump inside of a giant bomb. <laughs> and depending on who was in there, sometimes it felt like that if you had to go in after him. Um, yeah, we had some interesting characters. I don't even remember half. Of them. I remember Jared, who was a big <laughs> guy, who was dumb, and he really liked to talk about porn. See, I don't really remember that too much. I but not not like him being more so than anybody else because we were fourteen year old boys. So what else were we going to be talking about? But I I, re- I remember it way too much, and he really really liked it more than any normal fourteen year old boy should. <laughs> I remember like Chris and Kyle, who was it? Chris Kyle and somebody else who got in trouble for like walking into town. This they like walked to a convenience store that was like two miles away and got caught. Yeah. That was always kind of dumb, but they were always kind of. It was mean, another kid named Chris. I remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was, it was yeah, skinny Chris. Skinny Chris. Yeah, there was. Yeah, because they were always kind of like the quote unquote bad. It was probably in Rob, uh, Little Rob. Yeah, Little Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had two Chris's, two Robs. We had a big Rob, and Little Rob, and a big Chris, and a Little Chris. Too, yeah. So. Although Big Rob wasn't really heavy, big. I mean, he was a little bit, but it was more he was just taller, and the other one was really short. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't even say Big Rob Still was that me. tall. He was just not short. Um, yeah, he really is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Nice guy from what I remember, actually, but kind of weird. But anyway, but they were always kind of the quote-unquote bad kids of that. I mean, we haven't even mentioned, this was an all-homeschool troop. Uh, Up until, I think, like, we had, like, one or two kids towards the end who weren't. But there's a bunch of religious homeschool kids. And so when you, like, what you define as the quote-unquote bad kids is really heavily contextually based. Like, they wouldn't be bad kids, you know, quote-unquote bad kids in any other group. They just happen to be in our circle. They just happened to be the kids that didn't do everything everybody's parents told them to. Yeah. Like, I remember things they would get in trouble for, like, someone brought a disc man and was listening to it in their tent, like, at night. Yeah. And that was a big deal for some strange reason. And then somebody also decided to, like, rat them out for that action, too. Oh, it wasn't that somebody, like, was walking by and heard? No, it was that somebody, like, one of the other people they got forced to sleep in a tent with was like... Oh, this person brought a disc man. We, it's set on the rules that we're not supposed to do that. It's like, all right, thank you, Churchy. Yeah, it was uh, very. It was for whatever reason. Like, granted, like someone understand that the whole point of camping is re-entering nature and, and divorcing yourself from the technological modern world or whatever. But they were very adamant that they did not want any technology brought yeah. on these trips, which always annoyed me because I guess this was pre like iPod for me. Uh, maybe towards the end, I might have had an iPod, but it was just. I'm a, I mean, we're both music guys. And yeah. so for me, that was the big thing where it's just like, so I can't even listen to music at night 
or whatever. And it's like, yeah, because apparently they thought that, you know, if we brought Discmans, all we would do is sit in our tents and listen to that which, rock and roll music all day Which long. is quite frankly, at least for me, very likely, because I yeah. didn't want to be there. Yeah. I remember I would bring books yeah. and read them. Like, um, my, one of my favorite Star Wars books is called uh, I, Jedi, um, but I think J. Michael Stackpole. But anyway, I remember bringing that one year and just sitting in, like, a plastic chair in a field and reading it and... At least my dad, but I'm sure somebody else too is like, "What are you doing sitting there reading? You should be running around having fun." I'm having fun by reading. I hate being here, and I wasn't like a surly kid. But yeah, I really by that even by that age, and for years even before that, knew I hated camping because my 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 family's big with camping and went many times, and I always, always hated it. You're cold, or you're hot, or you're uncomfortable, or you're just dirty. Yeah, there's never any happy medium, like, that was the other thing, we, there was no showers there, like, we went, like, the way we got cleaned is we went down to the lake. Yeah, we were by, by one of the Finger Lakes, right? Yeah, we were near one of the Finger Lakes, and we went down to the Finger Lakes swimming with a bar of soap, and that's what we did for a week. In, straight. like, 40 degree water. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I think, like, one time we were there, it wasn't that cold, but... Yeah, that was... It wasn't the soap that killed the bacteria, it was the fact that the water froze. <laughs> yes, yes. You jump in, you come back out, you pull the uh, ice cubes off, and you're clean. Do you, were you there the time that it, like, downpoured rained? I think, uh, yeah. And rained out so bad, like, all of our stuff was getting flooded, that we actually went and spent the night at Bill's dad's house, the, the Scoutmaster's dad's yeah. house, and watched Down Periscope. <laughs> that was like the one video they had, and I remember we thought that was so funny, and I've seen it since. That's a dumb movie. Yeah, it really is. I still remember even point like the part where the guy like slide. There's like margin or lard or something on the ladder. Yeah, the guy like sliding down like really slapsticky stuff. But when you're in the woods and you're getting doused with water and you have nowhere else to go, a nice warm house with down periscope playing seems like heaven. <laughs> Boy Scouts was the place where I was first introduced to Risk, the the board game, which we played many times. We've only finished a handful of times, yeah. but we played it many, many times, uh, both in meetings or camping trips or not really too many meetings, but a lot of camping trips and other things. Or how many of those guys are you still in contact with? Like, I'm still in contact with you and John, and I'm thinking I'm Facebook friends with a couple others who I will occasionally run into. Yeah. At some homeschool graduation or something, where like their youngest sister is there or something. But I'm still in touch with Tim. I uh, see him every once in a while. At I see Tim every once in a while. I see all his family every once in a while. Oh, um, they go to your family's church, right? Or... Well, my old church, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I occasionally see Little Rob. I haven't seen Little Rob for about four years at this point. Last probably time. the same. Yeah. Last time I. Saw him, I was at this giant rager at his parents' house in the middle of nowhere, somewhere up in North Jersey. That was a fun time. But Kyle moved away. Kyle moved away. I think I saw, Kyle was there. Like That was like four or five years ago. And that was like this huge, like, almost like Boy Scout reunion, like save you and John, because I got up to this giant party like, out in this field, because that's apparently what you do up in like... Basically, where we are now, like your house in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey, is <laughs> if you're like twenty something and have nothing to do, you grab a bunch of your friends, grab like a couple of cases of beer, start a fire, and then tip cows. And yeah, and ba- well, no, they're actually pushing each other into the fire. Which <laughs> yeah, it's about that's what, that's what happens. We have a bunch of twenty something year old guys that are both like high and drunk at the same time. So yeah, 
Um, so yeah, that's when I saw them all, and they were all just. It was like being back in Boy Scouts, except alcohol was involved. So it was a way, way worse time, and there was a lot more bad decisions being made that night. Just saying something. Yeah, I mean. I always got along with you. I always got along with John. And there was a couple guys here and there who I got along with to a certain extent. But in general, I didn't like most of the people. They, they weren't a very likable crowd. You had Big Chris that just complained about everything. You had Jared that when he... like He's creepy. Yeah. He was just creepy and was to farting what Pigpen from the Peanuts was to dirt. <laughs> just followed him around in a cloud all, th- all the time, so... <laughs> That's true. But it was it was also because like most of those guys I didn't see outside of Boy Scouts, yeah. Which was strange because like in the homeschooling community you run into a lot of the same people over and over again. Yeah. Um, sometimes on purpose with a car, no. Um, and like so, you and John I would see all the time in different yeah. things. But most of those other guys we didn't. Um, Kyle was the one exception. I saw him at a lot yeah. of different things we were involved in, and I never really liked Kyle. It was no. probably short portions where we got along, and a lot of that was because his mother was one of the wor- most awful people ever that I've ever yeah. met in my life and I think I started to like him even less because of his mother. <laughs> um, That's understandable. We did a thing called co-op which was basically where you'd get six or seven families together they'd meet at a set place and time every week at, for a class uh, history or geography or whatever. The geography was one of the big ones that's kind of here. But, and then like either the moms would have different jobs for that week where they would just trade off for it's like this week Mary's gonna teach geography the next week Sue's gonna you know whatever whoever their names were I can honestly say I learned nothing oh yeah any of those like like quote unquote co-op classes well our English class was really good I learned tons in that but that was different because our English teacher that was like almost like private tutoring like she was an actual English teacher she knew what she was doing yeah she was really good I feel like some of the other things I learned few things at the geography class was pretty worthless though the Spanish class was especially worthless but I remember Kyle's mom she on at least two different months that I'm aware of sent so many emails that she went over her limit and was not allowed to send emails you know I don't know if it was AOL or whoever her email that was a thing until that happened yeah and it was all email forwards like the stuff that you were grandparents send you or your aunts and uncles or that weird guy at work or whatever it is where it's, you know, depending on the person depends what you're going to get, but usually something vaguely political, vaguely racist, very religiously charged, very... Just pretty much sums up homeschooling in uh, in general. (laughs) Well, that's true. But she would just send tons of these and like even to the point where my mom was mad at her for it because it was just annoying. Um, But then she would do things... Like, send us homework for, okay, you need to have this done for class. Like, the morning of class. And we're meeting at, like, 11. And, you know, you know with homeschooling and stuff, sometimes you're driving an hour, hour and a half to get someplace because that's where the meeting is. And she would, like, couldn't understand how we didn't have stuff done where it's like, you literally sent this out to us two hours ago. I haven't checked my email on dial-up yet today, you know, because I got up at 7 o'clock to be here, you know, whatever it was. And just mean kind of a rude, mean person didn't like. Yeah. I don't I don't like talking about things I don't like, except, and that's one of the few exceptions, Kyle's <laughs> mom. I like talking about how much I did not like that woman. Um, your mom hated me for a long time. Yeah, my mom hates a lot of people. My mom hated Kyle's mom for a while. Too. Well, that's, but that's understandable. <laughs> but it was because I, I back-talked to her a number of times. Um, now, to be fair, it was always, that, that I, to my memory, it was always something where 
they'd be teaching us something, and I'd go, no, that's wrong, it's this way. And like many things growing up, for me at least, looking back, I was right. Oh, yeah, you were I right. I was totally right. Like, it was one of the I think of specifically was we were, like, flipping pennies, and we're talking about how, like, the likelihood's 50, you know, percent for whatever... And whatever something they were trying to tell us, which was not in the book, it was just something like separate that they were trying to be like, and this means what? It's like that's not true. That's not how probability works. Yeah. And granted, I probably should have just kept it to myself because what was the point? But your mom did not like me for doing things like that. Yeah. These days, I mean, I haven't seen your mom in a while, but my mom's fine with you. She she, she even like accounts on you know I really didn't like Jordan when he was younger. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, you just didn't like Jordan because he was a really smart kid, like, and he called you out on a bunch of stuff that you were wrong about. <laughs> and I also kicked people in the shins, although that she... Yeah, I, I don't think you ever kicked her in the shins, no, though, so yeah. she should have no reason to hold that against you. Boy Scouts, though, I did that a lot. I kicked people in the shins. I just walk up to them and kick them in the shins. I don't know why. Um, I remember doing Some sort of subconscious protest for being there. If that's possible. I, I mean, I was... I mean, I look back, I was kind of a jerk in Boy Scouts. Not even just with that. I remember, like, Tim, who we mentioned a couple times... I always used to call him Chipmunk Cheeks because he had bigger... I mean, he was a skinny kid. He looked like a chipmunk. But I did that constantly to the, and to even past the... Like, I was, I bullied this kid, not realizing that I was doing it, but I did for years, and I feel awful about it now. And I mean, I've seen him, you know, a couple times over the last couple of years, and you know, we're adults now, so we don't care. But I do, I do remember being kind of a jerk. I think we were all kind of jerks. I never thought you were a jerk. I thought Big Chris was a jerk. Well, yeah, he was. <laughs> Um, Again, we were 14-year-old boys. Like, it's when you, like, become the biggest jerk you can be, like, between ages, like, 14 and 17. <laughs> what, uh, do you want rank was your highest that you got to? Um, wasn't very high. I think I made first class. I think I got to whatever one's after that. Is that life? Life, yeah. So I, I got to life, and then it's life star and then eagle. Is mm-hmm. that right? I got maybe 15, 20 merit badges. I, I didn't have enough merit badges to even, like, consider getting, like, like that sash to, like, put them on. Like, <laughs> I had the sash. Um, I They were trying to get me to buy it when I got the when I got the uniform, and I didn't have any merit badges yet, so I was like, oh, what's the point? And I only maybe ever got, like, three merit badges, so I was like, you know what, screw this, I'm not getting the sash. I'm trying to think which ones I got. I got shotgun and rifle, first aid, life-saving, um, which is basically, like, the lifeguarding merit badge. Because um, I was a lifeguard for a while. I was all uh, Red Cross certified and stuff. Coin collecting was one I got. Electronics was one. I made a little circuit board that set off an alarm when you flip the switch, I think. Or, or was it? We were in electronics class, too, and I think that's we why I decided, like, basically whatever class I was taking that year, I would try to get the merit badge that corresponded most closely to it. I feel like I got, like, life-saving and lifeguarding. Or something like that. Because there was a couple ones where it was like, I basically did one set of work and got two or three merit badges out of it. There wasn't a whole lot of other stuff, though, that we did. We weren't a, we weren't a goal-oriented troop. No, we weren't at all. We uh, we spent a lot of time braiding rope. For a wor- rope bridge that didn't really barely work. Yeah. Um, and so it, this was for like a year, probably, solid, of the last hour of our meetings, we would braid rope. And we braided, let's say, three three strands of 300 feet of rope, so it comes down to about, like, 100, 125 feet. And, you know, it's, it's a thick, like, a clothesline cord. So not too thick, but, you know, strong. And then once we had one of... Once we had three of those, we would then braid them together, and we needed three triple braids, basically. So we needed... We would start with one string, you braid it together, 
take three of those, braid them together, and then we needed three of those total yeah. for like the two top. It was like a V shaped bridge. Yeah, um, you know, like one at the bottom where you put your feet, and then two handholds on either side. And you know, we braided a long time for a bridge that really did not work. No. I think half the reason it didn't work is because nobody knew how to tie knots, and they couldn't tie the <sighs> rope to the actual bridge. That's quite and They possible. also really didn't mount it in the ground that well. well yeah, we were in the Pine Barrens. We weren't up in New York for that one. We were in the Pine Barrens it, for yeah, like a like jamboree, a, I think. Yeah. And it's all sand down there. For anybody who's never been to the Pine Barrens, that's where you get like, the Jersey Devil myths and all that kind of stuff. But it's pine trees and sand. And so mounting anything in the ground is incredibly difficult and mostly pointless, which was probably a really good way to describe Boy Scouts in general. Yes, Very it was. difficult and mostly pointless, at least for our experience. So, do you have anything else you want to say about Boy Scouts before we close this out? No, I, I do not support joining the Boy Scouts. <laughs> this episode was much more depressing and less funny than I was thinking it was going to be. Well, we never really talked about any of the funny stories that happened in Boy Scouts either, so... I, I'm having a hard time even remembering them, quite frankly. Uh, I fell down a cliff. Um, I don't remember that. We hiked up to a waterfall that wasn't there anymore. Yeah, the water. Had, it was summer, so there was no water. Um, that's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Dave from Jersey. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at Jordan F-R-M Jersey. Thank you.